Hi everyone, this is Kevin Smith and Brian Belter coming to you from Holy Cross Lutheran Church with our conversational devotion on the book of Exodus. Now we started out on Ash Wednesday uh, in keeping with uh, the sermon topic and the scripture reading for that evening by jumping ahead to chapter 2 of Exodus regarding the birth of Moses. But tonight we wanted to do a little bit of a uh, backwards gaze into sort of kind of the the coming to Egypt, the, the reason why this story even exists. Why are the Israelites where they are? How did they get there? And uh, and why do they need to be brought out of slavery? We just want to explore that a little bit today. And then also talk about the um, general themes and some of the stuff that we can look forward to uh, in the book of Exodus to kind of prepare us before we start going chapter by chapter through this extensive story of deliverance and covenant giving. Right, because it wasn't always bad times for the Israelites in Egypt. At one point in time, they were saved by that land. Uh, if you go back into Genesis, you start talking about Joseph. Joseph and that bright-colored dream coat, we all remember that. Right, and he was a ruler of that land uh, through the actions of his brothers who tried to sell him into slavery and God's guiding hand who brought him from that low state of slavery into one of the rulers of Egypt with his prophecies and dream interpretations, dream interpretations that came straight from God. And that, uh, that kind of power Pharaoh gave him over all of the land allowed him to, to save his people when the famine struck, not just Egypt, but all of, you know, that area around the Mediterranean and Canaan and Midian and all that area, the people were, uh, invited in. Joseph found his brothers, forgave them, embraced them, brought, uh, how many people was it? 70? Yeah. From the, was the, that was the size of the tribe that came to Egypt while Joseph was there. 70 members from Jacob's household and, and his sons. And from that, uh, we get the nation of Israel, the Hebrews, if you will, in Egypt, um, and saved. So when Egypt was a salvation land for them at one point in time. Uh, the Israelites moved there. Joseph brought them there for safety, to protect them from the famine, and to join in his leadership and rule over a portion of Egypt. As we know in Exodus, things obviously change because Exodus is, of course, a story about a much larger population of Israelites escaping the harsh rule of the Pharaoh of that time, who did not know Joseph, as it's mentioned in the early portions of Exodus. Yeah, Exodus itself, you know, the word just means going out or departing from. Um, and this is what the Israelites needed to do, is to get away from the the bondage that had occurred over the, uh, the centuries since the, those 70 folks came to Egypt under Joseph's protection. And uh, we're going to see through the book of Exodus, you know, some some pretty consistent themes about um, man and, and his sin, uh, not being able to uh, keep the Lord's commands. I mean, we see this repeatedly with the nation of Israel, and we see it also just in, in Moses himself. So it, it's on a on a 
kind of global scale and a personal scale um, throughout the book of Exodus as we go through this departure and going out and finding their own um, nation. They're finding their own identity. They're, they go to Mount Sinai. They get the, the, the law. They permanently and, and definitively establish that covenant that we, that we see, saw in Genesis when, when the Lord spoke to Abraham and said, you know, he will make his descendants great and, you know, as many as the stars as the sand of the sea or sand of the shore. Well, it's kind of interesting you mention the many failings of man. I mean, God has to, in being all-knowing, he had to know everything would lead to Jesus. But you can see from the get-go, I mean, these these peoples were met with the very, basically the very face of God. They were handed commandments down almost, I mean, there was a messenger in Moses, but you could see the rumblings on Mount Sinai. I mean, you know something great and powerful is going on, and yet still, they failed consistently. Even Moses himself, yeah, you'll see in the story. He never got to the promised land, right? We through all... his own failings yep. and his own lack of faith. So it's all set the groundwork for the knowledge that here are my commandments, but man, you guys are just never going to be able to do it on your own. They wandered for 40 years. And they actually saw a physical presence of God. Miracle after miracle. Many times in those 40 years. They had a pillar of, a pillar of fire to follow. They had manna laying on the ground, appearing for them to, miraculously appearing for them to eat. Water from rocks. Water from rocks, snakes turning. Uh, so many different signs and wonders. And yet, even over the course of a short 40 years, these people could not keep the commands of God. Absolutely. And eventually, towards the end of Exodus, they're led into a promised land flowing with milk and honey, and the Lord helps them drive out enemies who are in that land in order to set up a permanent residence for the house of Israel. Yeah, it's kind of echoing the gospel a bit, no matter the sin, the the departure from the commands of God. He, he is still... Caring for his people. He still is showing them mercy and grace by giving them this this land and fulfilling this covenant of which he promised. Even though the Israelites are, are disobeying and not uh, holding up to their end of the bargain, uh, the, Lord, the Lord still provides. I find that to be a, a great theme throughout this entire book, too. Because it does happen repeatedly, and, and we'll go through a bunch of that in the next days and weeks here. And you know, something that's lost on folks sometimes, uh, and I'll probably end up mentioning this throughout our series here, it's just this is an incredible story. Uh, it's it's an old story to us. We've heard it countless times. and We've seen Charlton Heston. We know all <laughs> about the Ten Commandment movie and how spectacular a story it can be. Absolutely. I mean, and it's... It is truly an incredible journey and an incredible story, uh, not, not just about the awesomeness of, of God, which is shown throughout, but just an incredible story of people, like trying to, trying to survive, uh, you know, leaving slavery. And you'll see in the portions where they talk about the plagues. I mean, the Israelites were suffering through many of those as well. 
And there had to be a level of trust being put into Moses and through Moses into God that, yeah, I mean, they say they're going to get us out of here. Uh, hopefully it works out. Yeah, it's also, uh, we're probably going to talk about a few times too that it's also a story about God choosing the lowest among us. I mean, Moses himself pleads, not me, not me. I am not the, I am not the man for this job. And yet, look at what was accomplished through him and, and also his brother Aaron as well. Um, and we're going to discuss quite a bit of that, I'm sure. Again, Kevin said he's probably going to repeat himself a few times. I'm probably going to repeat myself <laughs> a few times because some of these things are pretty, pretty important and they do show up more than, more than one time throughout this book as we get through it. Well, I know that I'm certainly eager to get, continue the journey. It's, uh, it's a good ride. And it, I've really enjoyed getting into the minutia of Exodus. It's been a while since I've done a deeper dive like this, so it's been great. Yeah, like Kevin said earlier, we, we all kind of know the big picture, the, the broad brushstrokes of the book of Exodus, but when we get into it and look at some of these, even just one verse that we haven't noticed before, we, we, we've been getting a lot out of it, and we, we hope that we're going to be able to convey that to everybody as we move forward here. Um, so tomorrow, we're going to move into the actual book itself. We're starting at the beginning. I know we already did uh, chapter 2, again, like Kevin said, just so we could keep up with the, uh, the sermon theme on, on Ash Wednesday. But we're going to start chapter 1 tomorrow, uh, move forward with this entire story of this uh, miraculous hand of God and the work of the Israelites and their way out of Egypt. And it's going to be a fun ride. Hope you enjoy coming along with us. And I want to uh, mention that, uh, as always, we welcome you to join us at our Lenten services on Wednesdays. Uh, we have them at 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, there's one at 7 p.m. And before the 7 p.m. service, we have a dinner that starts around 5.45. That's always great food. And don't forget, we also do have our weekend services. They don't quit for the Lenten season as well. Uh, every Saturday evening at 5 p.m., Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Uh, with a Bible study hour uh, at uh, 9.15 to 10.15 every, every Sunday. So please, come and join us for some worship fellowship during this Lenten season. And before we end today, I ask that you all join us in a short prayer. Will you bow your heads and pray? Heavenly Father, Bless us as we study this book of Exodus and the journey of your people, the Israelites, out of Egypt, through the desert, and finally to their promised land. As we study this, we ask that you show us our deliverance to ultimately live in the redeemed salvation through the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. And we remember that throughout this Lenten season and throughout this devotional on the book of Exodus. All these things we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. And thank you for joining us today. And just a reminder, all scripture readings and references do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you. God bless.